The VPM Daily Newscast is sponsored by Kanawa Capital Management. Your financial life is unique, complex, and dynamic. Kanawa Capital Management's team of credentialed professionals has been helping its clients build wealth and confidence through personalized planning and informed investing since 1989. Learn more at cancap.com. That's K-A-N-C-A-P.com. You're listening to the VPM Daily Newscast, the recap of today's top stories in Central Virginia. From the VPM Newsroom in Richmond, I'm Benjamin Dolly. Representative Donald McEachin says he's declined invitations to debate his Republican opponent. In a letter yesterday, McEachin says he won't share the stage with Leon Benjamin until he acknowledges the legitimacy of the 2020 election. Ben Pavier has more. Leon Benjamin is a Navy veteran and pastor who challenged McEachin once before in 2020. The Republican has continued to perpetuate the false claim that that election was stolen. McEachin, a Democrat running for his fourth term in the House of Representatives, turned down Benjamin's invitation to debate as long as he continued to make those claims. McEachin wrote that he, quote, simply cannot and will not engage with someone who won't accept the premise of our democracy. The 4th District covers Richmond and Petersburg, stretching south to the North Carolina border. President Joe Biden won more than two-thirds of the vote in the district. Ben Pavier, VPM News. After reaching out for comment, VPM News did not receive a response from Leon Benjamin by our press deadline. Activists opposing the Mountain Valley Pipeline gathered less than a mile from its path over the weekend. The project spans 303 miles and would channel fracked natural gas through the Virginias. Patrick Larson reports. It's hard to miss the streak of dirt crossing the hills of Elliston and Lafette, Virginia. Over my right shoulder is a very steep slope with the Mountain Valley Pipeline right-of-way cutting down it. Russell Chisholm organizes activism against MVP with the Protect Our Water Heritage Rights Coalition. He says the pipeline would be an environmental disaster. Construction in the area has been on pause for years as pipeline investors attempt to secure key permits that were revoked after hundreds of environmental hazards were documented. But progress seems more likely now. West Virginia Senator Joe Manchin demanded relaxed permitting policies in exchange for signing on to the Inflation Reduction Act. If anything, it has made people more angry than I have seen them at any point in the fight. We're in your way, and we won't back down. In light of the news, dozens joined Chisholm to lift each other's spirits, share stories, and prepare for another chapter in their fight. Patrick Larson, VPM News. Dulles International is set to join dozens of other airports across the country developing solar and battery capacity that could power 37,000 homes in northern Virginia. According to the Washington Post, Dominion Energy is seeking approval to build a solar farm on 835 acres of land at Dulles. It's seeking to build the development as it shifts to meet the mandates of the clean energy law state lawmakers passed in 2020. The plan calls for the solar farm to be constructed at the airport near Loudoun County Parkway. A final environmental assessment is expected to be sent to the FAA for review later this year. A Chesapeake company won an $84 million contract to deepen Norfolk Harbor. When the project's done, the Port of Virginia expects to receive some of the largest container ships in the world. Paul Bebo from partner station WHRO reports. 
Norfolk Dredging Company received the contract to deepen the harbor to 55 feet. A port spokesperson says right now, when a large container ship visits Hampton Roads, authorities have to close down water traffic for several hours for safety for smaller vessels. When the project's finished, that won't be necessary. Two of the largest container ships in the world will be able to pass each other side by side. Lawmakers first authorized the effort more than 30 years ago. Port officials expect to wrap everything up by March 2025. That was Paul Bebo reporting. A post office on the property of James Madison's Montpelier has been closed after the U.S. Postal Service labeled an exhibit in the historic building unacceptable. The exhibit at the Montpelier Railroad Depot, which shares a building with the post office, depicts a time when the facilities were segregated. USPS representatives told the Culpeper Star exponent that they tried to resolve the issue with the property owner before suspending the site. Montpelier's interim president and CEO said she had not been contacted about the issue. It's unclear whether the closure is permanent. Five years after the Unite the Right rally in Charlottesville, far-right ideologies continue to be embedded in mainstream American politics. While experts say white supremacist groups are nothing new, these organizations continue to recruit and communities are suffering from more attacks. Sarah McCluskey has more. In 2020 and 2021, the Center for Strategic and International Studies found a significant increase in the number of domestic terror incidents at protests in major cities, with white supremacists and other, quote, like-minded extremists making up the majority of perpetrators. William Pelfrey is the head of VCU's Homeland Security and Emergency Preparedness Department. He says these organizations didn't act together before Unite the Right, and that rhetoric from former President Donald Trump also played a role. We would not have had the January 6th insurrection absent a clear path laid out by by the president that enabled radicalization and far-right extremist ideology. Federal and local agencies have historically struggled to combat violent white supremacists and other homegrown extremist groups, in part because of a lack of uniformity in defining domestic terrorism. Pelfrey says different branches of law enforcement have their own criteria and tactics for handling these cases. Sarah McCluskey, VPM News. Photojournalist Aze Amos has a new exhibit in Charlottesville that includes images he captured five years ago around the time of the Unite the Right rally. But it's not photos of white supremacists shouting slurs or clashing with counter-protesters. The display, called The Story of Us, includes QR codes that link to short recordings of Charlottesville residents who were at the rally. They describe the moment their photos were taken. Whitney Evans from VPM News spoke to Amos about the exhibit and his experience as a Nigerian immigrant in Charlottesville during a time of racial reckoning. I'm going to start way back in the beginning. What's your relationship to Charlottesville? Yes, I moved here from Nigeria back in 2008. Uh, It was the first time I I, I came to the U.S. and I came straight to Charlottesville. And it's been home for me since then. Did you experience much of a culture shock when you got here? Oh God, it was. I was the first time I lived in Nigeria coming to the U.S. Hollywood only prepared me for some aspect of the culture. Do you remember the first time you encountered something that told you that race was a sensitive topic in the United States? I'll tell you the first time that someone told me anything about race, period. You know, because I banter, I took everything that people say to me, at me, to be such. My now ex-wife, she just would pick those things out and be like, "Um, 
why would you let someone say that to you? And then she, she started educating me that it is different here. Um, they know better than to say stuff like that to you, whether you're ignorant of it or not. I was quickly made to understand my place. I used to be a career firefighter, but that didn't go anywhere because um, I experienced firsthand racism at the fire department. At the time I got the job as a firefighter, I was there, to the, to the best of my knowledge, I was the only black firefighter in the county of Albemarle. I was one of the best students at the academy, but I quickly realized that the folks that they assigned me to be with didn't want me there. Even thinking about it right now, it's, it really hurts. Um, I still avoid some of those people when I see them in a grocery store. Something just comes over me and I just want to just run away. But you know, the cool thing actually about that experience of my experience of racism was that it was the door that I needed to open. So when they kicked me out, I was like, oh God, I want to, I want to go back and just keep photographing. Do you remember the days leading up to August 11th and, and 12th, 2017? Oh yes, yes. Um, I mean, most of us knew what was coming. I got, you know, people were calling and telling, you know, telling me, don't go out, something bad is going to happen. Did you at any point fear for your own safety? Yeah, that's every point of that whole event. So the thing about the show is um, I, I deliberately am not including any photo of Ireland. Why is that? I want to tell a story of this community. Um, I don't want to keep promoting the idea of Charlottesville being to be an event. Is there some elements of racism in Charlottesville? Yeah. Um, I don't want to say that's not who we are, because what does that even mean? But that's not what I think this community represents, or this community wants to represent. That was Whitney Evans from VPM News speaking to Aze Amos, a photojournalist in Charlottesville. Amos's photo exhibit, The Story of Us, is on display at the downtown mall through September 29th. VPM reached out to Albemarle Fire Chief Dan Eggleston. He declined to talk about Amos's experience, but said the department is evolving to become more inclusive, especially since Unite the Right. This has been the VPM Daily Newscast. Some of these stories may have changed since the newscast was recorded. You can stay connected to what matters by heading to vpm.org slash news or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at MyVPM. VPM. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.